And so, Father, right now, we come before you thanking you for the word of life. Lord, I thank you for an open door. A door of utterance. A door of utterance. That I may stand in the office to which you have called me to. Help me, Lord, to speak through this office today. And Lord, agime sale kotama nishe. And I kela kosamenite. And I give you all the glory and all of the praise. Thank you for strengthening every one of us today. Thank you for the eyes of our heart to be flooded with light. So much more. So much more. So much more. So much more. Man kerebo satike sheba tosa. So much more. Nekolo broka sishele broka matise. Thank you, Lord, for the open door, the open doors, the open doors. We give you the glory. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> glory to God. Aren't you glad there's more? God's got more for you. He's got more for your family. There's much, much more for all of you. Why is that? Because we serve the God of the much, much more. Hallelujah. So open your Bibles, if you would, for a little while this morning to John chapter 10. And notice with me this familiar verse of Scripture. He says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Thank God for the life of God. This life that the Bible describes is life as God has it. It's not just quantity of life. We're thankful for quantity of life because we're going to live eternally with Him in glory. But on this side of glory, there is a quality of life that the Father has provided for all of His children. He He has prepared a table of His goodness before us right here in the presence of our enemies. Right here in the nasty now and now, you and I, glory to God, can come to the table of His goodness and partake and eat and drink and be merry and partake of the life of God that He's made available to us. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so receiving eternal life is the most miraculous incident that we can have in our life. The new birth is actually God imparting his life, his substance, and his nature into our very beings. It is described in 2 Corinthians uh, (laughs) 5, (laughs) 17. Where it says, therefore, if any man be, where? In Christ. Have you been in Christed yet? Have you been identified with him yet? Well, if you are in Christ, you have his life in you. You have his life, you have his nature, and you have his ability. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Thank God old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. This God kind of life 
is abundant. I've come that you might have the abundant kind of life. The abundant kind of life is the exceeding over and above superabundance God quality of life. It's not just going through life having enough. It's going through life having more than more than enough. It's not just barely making it. It's making it plus. In John 10.10 in the Amplified, I want you to read this with me. Ready? Read. Go ahead. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. This God quality of life is to be enjoyed. You have been created for His pleasure. That's what your purpose in life is. Very simple. You are here to bring Him pleasure. We are here not to please ourselves. We are here to give the creator of the universe pleasure. And it gives him great pleasure when you and I enjoy life. That's one of the areas that gives God pleasure. He does not want us to be a bunch of sourpusses. He does not want us to be so serious that we don't have any fun in life. Now, when you're talking about fun in life, we're not talking about worldly fun. We're talking about enjoying life according to the word of the living God. God does not want us to take the cares of this world. A life that is worried and weighed down by the cares of this life does not please God. Because He said, I have given you the ability to roll all your cares upon me because I love you, I care for you, and I have got you. Glory to God. Enjoy life. Many people just don't know how to enjoy life. They just exist. They're always looking forward to something else. I call them someday saints. Someday, someday God will move in our church. Now is the day that the Lord has made. He is moving right now. Someday we'll reap a harvest. No, harvest time is right now. Someday we'll have an awakening in the church and in the nation. I believe that the awakening has begun. Amen. And the awakening is going to increase more and more. Don't be a someday saint. Well, I tell you what, when we retire, we'll be able to enjoy life. Enjoy today. Enjoy your family now. Enjoy your friends today. Enjoy your church right now. Don't wait to live. Live now. It gives God great pleasure. Hallelujah. Live now. So you won't have regrets tomorrow. You can live so in the life of God that every day you're tasting that the Lord is good. One way that we can develop living 
an enjoyable life is wake up every morning with gratitude. I mean, the moment your eyes open, say, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's try that on for size right now. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Amen. And then it wouldn't do you any harm to laugh every day. If you can't find something to laugh about, just look in the mirror. The Bible says that a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Brenda and I have fun at home. We laugh at home. Sometimes we laugh with each other. Sometimes we laugh at each other. Laugh every day. A good belly laugh will burn calories. Ho, ho, ho. Give on, get on the giving end of life. That pleases God. That's allowing His life to be big and to be real in you. When you get you off your mind. And when you put others on your mind. When you are a giver, life will become richer and richer and richer. Here's another way to enjoy life. Get enough rest. And exercise. I didn't hear the organ on that one. Enjoy the presence of God. Enjoy the presence of the Lord. So you, begin, you can become saturated with Him. And as you're saturated with His glory and His presence, that life then will flow out of you to others. Your very words shall be anointed. You'll not have to try to work it in or work it out or work it up. Yea, saith the Lord, the life of God will just flow through you. So spend some time with Him. Come on in to the secret place. And in that secret place, it is a place of saturation. It is a place of renewal and restoration. Spend time with me. Have Selah time. Think, praise, set your affections upon me. Oh, hallelujah. And life will be better. And life will be richer. And so shall you be a man or a woman with whom the love of God, the joy of the Lord, and the life of God flows freely. Do you want that in your life? Well, those are just some things that you can do to enjoy life. Now notice with me, this life is the abundant kind of life. Strong's defined this word abundance as abundant in quantity superior in quality and by implication excessive it's the same word in Ephesians 3.20 where it says now unto him that's uh, able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think this life that Jesus came to give it's limitless it's exceeding it's surpassing Anything and everything that this world has to offer. 
This world cannot touch the life of God. Woo, hallelujah. So then, what does this life do? If we will learn to depend on his life and allow his life to dominate us, this life will manifest in our spirit, in our soul, and in our physical bodies. I want to encourage you on this anniversary Sunday to continue in the Word of God and to feed your spirit words of life. And as you feed your spirit words of life, it'll show up in your body. If you will feed yourself well on the inside with the words of life, oh, things will change for you on the outside. Now here's what Jesus said. Jesus said in John 6, 63, he says, it is the spirit that quickeneth. How many of you know the flesh doesn't profit you a thing? But the words that I speak unto you, these words that he speaks unto us, they are spirit and what else? God's word is life. Now notice in Proverbs 4.22 it says, For they, my words, are what? They're life unto those that find them. Find the scriptures. And they are health or medicine, come on somebody, to all of our flesh. Folks, if we will learn to walk in the light of life and depend on it and let it dominate us, we can live long and we can live strong. I believe it is the will of God, not only for us to live long and to enjoy life and to see good days, but I believe the plan of God for us is to live strong. You know, it's one thing to live long, but I don't want to live long if I'm not strong. Strength is found in the life of God. Strength is found in the Word of God. It is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 91 and verse 16. Great verse of Scripture. This is something that we should be declaring and saying daily. Notice this with me. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, how would you confess that? You would say something like this. He satisfies me with long life. He satisfies me with a strong life. And he will show me his deliverance. He will show me his welfare. He will show me his peace. He will show me everything that he has daily. Hallelujah. He will show you his salvation. You can have an overflow of his life. By simply believing in your heart and saying with your mouth what God has said concerning your life. Say it with me with long life. He satisfies me. And he shows me his salvation. I choose life. I choose this day. The blessing of God. I choose to say. I will live long. And I will live strong. Hallelujah. 
Blessed be the Lord God who daily loads you with strength. Blessed be the Lord God who daily loads you with benefits. Amen. Now the life of God is in our spirit. And for his life to be manifested in our entire being, get this, we must cultivate, develop, and exercise our spirit. The word cultivate means something that is developed. And cultivation does not happen automatically. To cultivate the life of God in you, and to cultivate your inner man, your spirit man, you've got to stir it up. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to stir it up. You've got to pursue it. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Romans 6, 23 says this, the gift of God is what? Eternal life. The gift of God must be stirred up so the life of God in us can flow freely. Paul, talking to his son Timothy, reminded him of a very important truth in 2 Timothy 1.6. He said, this is what I would remind you, that you stir up the gift of God. I, as your pastor, say to our congregation today, it's time to let the past go and enter into the zone of stirring up what's on the inside of you. Stir it up. Stir it up. You see, a stirred up spirit is not lethargic. A stirred up spirit is diligent. A stirred up spirit is not apathetic. It doesn't have this attitude, whatever will be, will be. But a stirred up spirit is alert, it is strong, and it is vibrant. When we stir ourselves up on the inside, the life of God will show up on the outside. Now how many of you know that you can exercise your body? I didn't just cuss. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. We can exercise our spirit man as you would your body. Now, there's different ways that you can exercise your body. You can walk, you can bike, you can swim, you can tennis, you can just go like this, whatever you want to do. And you don't have to be a fanatic. You don't have to be a, an exercise fanatic. The whole idea is get your body moving. Right? You know, whatever that means for you, that means, might mean taking a cement block, putting it on the floor, walking around it twice, and then sitting in that cement block and say, I walked around the block twice. <laughs> you know... I did it today. I walked around the block twice. Woohoo! You can go from walking to running. I ran around the block twice. The point is, it's a start. 
It's a start. Years ago, I don't know what was wrong. I went to a physical therapist. I don't know. It might have been my knee or something. I don't even know. Don't remember. But he looked at me, checked me out. He says, you're in good shape. He says, I'll say one thing, though. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Somebody says, I'm not moving at all. We'll start moving. I'm not praying at all. We'll start praying. Amen. And so it's the same thing with your your spirit man. Keep exercising your inner man. How many of you know it's real easy to get out of shape spiritually? I mean, this pandemic was a total opportunity to become lazy and lethargic. Right? And what you chose to do during the pandemic determines where you're at today. You may have chosen to press in. You may have chosen to bring it up a notch. On the other hand, you may have chosen to watch everything on Netflix. I don't know. But we're not here... Hallmark. But we're not here to condemn. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. (laughs) But wherever we're at, how many of you know we can grow more? We can do it. We can all take steps to develop spiritually. Now know this, it's not an overnight deal. But consistency is a major key for development. There are so many different ways to exercise your spirit. How many of you know that faith pleases God? Find something to use your faith on. Never allow your faith to lie dormant. Find something or someone or somewhere to apply your faith to. When you apply your faith... Your faith will grow exceedingly. How about prayer? The Bible says when we pray that we can make progress. That we can rise like an edifice higher and higher. As we pray in the Holy Ghost. And then each and every one of us face the tests of life. Do we not? Each and every one of us are going to get the opportunity to moan and groan and complain or to praise and be raised. Did you know this, that God is faithful to bring you through a test and a temptation, but He's looking for your cooperation. And one of the ways that we cooperate with Him in the midst of a test, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When you think about Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas were beaten for being smack dab in the perfect will of God. They were put in jail. Their backs were bleeding. But the Bible says Paul and Silas made a decision. How do I know that? Because at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And what else did they do? They sang praises to God. I would dare say that they didn't feel like praying. They didn't feel like praising. But they prayed and they praised anyhow. 
How many of you know sometimes you got to pray and praise anyhow? No matter what the circumstances might be. Folks, I'm telling you, it'll develop your spirit. You'll get stronger and stronger. No matter what mountain may stand in your way. When you lift up your voice and you lift up your hands and give God the praise, He will cause something to be shaken. He will cause something to be moved. He will cause something, praise God, for a breakthrough for you. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. And so these are ways that we can exercise our spirit. Here's another way. We can exercise walking in love. Man, we get ample opportunity to do that. I mean, just turn the TV on. You want to get mad? I've had to turn the boob tube off. I can't listen to all that nonsense anymore. I've got too much, like many other things to listen to. I've got to hear from God. I've got to hear the voice of God. I can't spend time down here in the lowlands when God's calling me up higher and higher into the very power and presence of God. So what are you spending your time on? Walking in love is walking in the life of God. It is walking in the Spirit. And when you are walking in the Spirit, it does not matter what may come against you. What forces of hell may try to toy with your soul, when you're walking in love, you will not fail. Say with me, I will not fail. Because I'm walking in love. And so here's our responsibility. If we're going to experience the God quantity... And God quality of life, it requires our cultivation. It requires us to do something. Notice with me in Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Are you still here? Notice with me in Proverbs chapter 4. And notice this in verse 23. He says here, keep your heart with what? That word keep there literally means protect your heart. This is not talking about your blood pump. It's talking about your inner man, your spirit man. So he's saying now, protect your heart and be diligent about it. Why? Because out of your heart are the issues of life. Say it with me. Out of my heart are the issues... Of life or the forces of life. So, what we don't want to do is be nonchalant about our inner man. We must protect our spirit. Now, that's a little blind to us. Young's translation says this Above every charge, keep your heart, for out of it are the outgoings of life. See that? Out of it are the outgoings of life. Now notice, in the Passion Translation, it says this, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows what? The wellspring of life. 
Out of our heart are the outgoings of life. Out of our heart are the wellsprings of life. Out of our heart flows the force of righteousness. Out of our heart flows the force of wisdom. Out of our heart flows the force of love. And out of your heart flows the force of faith. And so he's saying to us, cultivate, develop, and protect your inner man. Now what this requires from all of us, this requires focus. This requires for us to be keenly focused on him. Now notice this in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 24 through 27 in the Amplified. It says here, let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose. And let your gaze be straight before you. Consider well the path of your feet. And let all your ways be established and ordered aright. Turn not aside to the right hand or to the left. Do what? Remove your foot from evil. Now verse 27 in the message says this. It says... Avoid or ignore all sideshow distractions. That's part of keeping your heart. That's part of protecting your spirit. Avoid, ignore all sideshow distractions. One thing that we have learned in life, that there are multiple distractions that come our way every day. And instead of ignoring them, Oftentimes we get captivated by them. If you are addicted to your device, you're distracted. If you cannot go an hour or two without looking at Facebook, Instagram, or your email, you are too weighed down by the distractions of this age. If you have to text while you're driving, get a life. Get a life and get a big clue. Keep smiling. I mean, just about the time you settle in your heart, I'm going to get in the word. Ding dong, ding dong. This bell ring, bong, ding dong. They need this, they need that. No, one thing is needful. I'm telling you, folks, there's only one thing that is really needful. And just like Mary, you can choose choose the good part every day of your life. You can choose to be in the Word. You can choose to be in the presence of God. So I just I just can't get the victory over it. That's doubt. That's unbelief. Just shut it down and turn it off. It will make a big difference. It will make a huge difference in your spiritual life. When you shut down these sideshow distractions, you will come to a place where once again you will hear the whispers of God. He's constantly talking. All the time. 
He's talking through creation. He's talking through the birds singing in your backyard. Oh, the whispers of God. He has the ability to speak to everyone on the planet at the same time, just in the way they would hear it. He talks Minnesota language. He can talk Texan. He can talk Oakland. The whispers. He's speaking right now to some of you. Be still. Avoid, ignore the circus of life. There's so many characters and clowns out there. We pray for them. We don't belittle people. But we don't let them short-circuit the whispers of God. I need to hear from God. I need to hear from God. I need to hear from God. Then get yourself in a position, in a place, so you can hear Him. I just don't understand. I never hear from God. You just gave yourself away. You're hearing too many other voices. It's not that he stopped speaking. It's just that there's too much interference. Whatever is interfering me and you, and I include myself in this, whatever interferes from hearing from him, from the whispers of God, Whatever interferes with that, we need to lay it aside. Put your hand over your heart. Pray this to me. Heavenly Father, I desire to hear from you. Precious Holy Spirit, show me those things and those distractions that I must lay aside. Help me to come on in to the secret place and there abide. For it is in the secret place you will hear secrets from Him. It is in the secret place that He will reveal to you things that have been hidden. As you push away and lay aside you give way and you give place to Him to speak to you. Behold, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. The painter who painted that picture in the 1800s purposely painted that picture without a knob on the outside. The picture was painted 
with a knob on the inside. Telling us that he will not force his will, his way, or his voice on us. But on the inside of your heart. Come on, just do this. I open. I open my heart. Speak to your servant. Speak to your son. Speak to your daughter. Let's raise our hands and give them praise. Go ahead and pray in the spirit a minute. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. The still. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know what God's plan is for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Be still. Be still. Sometimes we have to lay hands on our own heads. When those imaginations come. And those suggestions come. Sometimes we just need to lay hands on our head and say, be still. Peace. Be still. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) So ignore all sideshow distractions. Keep your eyes straight ahead. And the road will stretch out smooth before you. Purpose in your heart to stay focused. Ignoring anything that would hinder the flow of Zoe in your life. None of us have done that perfectly. Brenda, myself, PK, PT, none of us have done that perfectly. But you know what we can say? We can say, as the Apostle Paul said, in Philippians, the third chapter, he said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, I haven't arrived. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing forth unto those things which are before. Read verse 14 with me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What do you say, heart of the bay? Let's keep growing. Pastor Brendan and I have been in full-time ministry since 1977. And just now, we feel like we're getting somewhere. We purpose in our heart to keep moving. To keep praying. To keep praising. To keep pressing. What do you say we as a church keep developing? Keep reaching toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. As I was praying the other day, in closing, I think. As I was praying the other day, I got a word in my spirit. And the word was this. It's time now for us to move forward. Forward. 
It's time for us to move forward in our walk with God. It's time to move forward in His plan for our lives. And here's our heartfelt request for you and for me. Is something that God spoke to Moses at the Red Sea. He said to Moses very clearly, Tell my people that they go forward. Tell my people that they go forward. For some, that means get moving. It means get on with your life. Don't let fear paralyze you from moving forward. It's time to move. It's time to move. COVID couldn't stop you. COVID can't stop you. If you make the decision, I'm moving. Amen. And for others, it means keep moving. Just keep moving. In Him, we live. And in Him, we move. And in Him, we have our being. And for all of us, it means this. Let us not delay. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of revival. Now is the day of harvest. Let us not delay, but let us go up at once. And possess the land. For we are well able to take it. What do you say, heart of the bay? Let's continue to reach the lost. Let's continue to see hurting people healed by the power of God. Let us continue to see people matured by the word of God. Let's reap a mighty harvest for the precious fruit of the earth. Praise God. Stand up, everybody. That's enough for this morning. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We make that a fresh commitment, a fresh and anew to you. Thank you, Father, for out of our heart flow the wellsprings, the issues of life. We thank you, Lord, for the life that you came to give us. Life more abundantly. We're going to walk in it. We're going to live in it. And we're going to rejoice in it. Flow through us in a fresh and a new way. As we move forward as a church. As we move forward individually and collectively. Oh, the future is bright. And you will do greater things than we've seen up till now. Amen.